Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello, I'm Jeremy. That is F- that, that is who? That is SP3. This is FMC coming to you live on a Friday. It is, it's Friday morning coffee again. SP3, back in the original spot. Here we go. It is a huge day in the world of FMC because you know what I'm going to do? SP3, you asked for it. Yep. I'm going to do it. I, I feel bad. You know, yesterday I was very busy. I was driving all day yesterday and I didn't didn't have time to to make my amends with people. So I'm I'm gonna do it right now. I apologize to the Brooklyn Nets that you had to go through three years of this bullshit and ended up with Spencer Dinwiddie at the end of all of it. I'm sorry, Brooklyn Nets fans. You didn't do anything wrong. You thought that you were going to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and you were going to win multiple titles. And instead, they didn't even play a full season together in three years. They torched the building. Kyrie Irving came in there, placed multiple bombs in that building, cut all the wires so they would go off sooner, left, watched the thing explode, and then said, I'm happy Kevin Durant got out of there. Good for him that Kevin Durant was able to get out of that building where all those bombs went off. Good. That that's good. That that's that's really good for Kevin Durant. <sighs> Poor Brooklyn Nets fans. SV3. I know you gotta be you gotta be commiserating as well. Like it's not the, the Nets deserve better, right? I'm I'm kind of ashamed by your behavior here because first of all, I think it's it's wrong that the, the title of today's show is like Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook traded and NBA trade deadline review when it should be actual title. It should be the factual title should be SP3 deserves all the apologies. You're That's not gonna play I, well in SEO. The SEO you, ain't gonna hit well on SP3 deserves all the apologies. You were lucky <laughs> I wasn't able to direct message you the clips the clips, the, the 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 documented footage of SP3 being correct. When everyone, not just you, Jeremy, on screen with me, everyone in the chat tried to deny my greatness, my intelligence, my my knowledge of the game one and two of the situation going on with the Brooklyn Nets. I told y'all, I tried to tell you, I told y'all what, on like the first or second episode of this series, that I had family on the Brooklyn Nets. That Kyrie Irving is a part of my family. And y'all, y'all denied me. Y'all, y'all tried to say I was wrong. I went, I went on Tuesday's show and I said, I said, if you're gonna speed up the process, because trading Kyrie Irving was basically guaranteeing the Nets were gonna have to trade Kevin Durant. Whether you guys believed it or not, I heard I heard people like everything we knew they were trying to salvage the situation. No, they were not. They were not. 
because I said it from the second episode. Not only did I tell y'all that my family was Kyrie Irving, I told y'all that Kyrie would not, that KD would not be on the Nets without Kyrie. Kyrie literally talked him into going to Brooklyn. KD was very, he was very adamant. He wanted to go to Knicks after leaving the Golden State Warriors. I'll pull back the curtain even more. He wanted to go to the Knicks. But he wanted to go with another superstar. And that other superstar was Kyrie Irving, who talked him into going to the Brooklyn Nets. Let's establish a whole new, let's make Brooklyn the team to, to be in New York. They got two max contracts. Let's go there. So I knew once Kyrie Irving was traded to the Dallas Mavericks, it was a wrap. It was like Saran because it was a wrap for the Brooklyn Nets. It was over. It was over, and, you know, we could talk and, and talk about, all oh, Brooklyn Nets fan, we feel bad for him. We feel bad about all the bombs. That is a Mickey Mouse organization, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's a Mickey Mouse organization run by a guy, Joe Asai Moonsault, who always, you know, he had a personal vendetta against Kyrie Irving. And then he wouldn't trade him to where he wanted to go. And then he turns around and sends Kevin Durant to the place that he wanted to go. And then you got Brian Winhurst, very intelligent man who puts all the signs together. You got Stephen A. Smith, one of the faces of ESPN. You had Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, all the NBA analysts, Chris Bussard, agreed with Brian Winhurst as well telling you what sp3 tried to tell you all on tuesday was that if you are going to nuke the organization by trading kyrie irvin and kd is definitely kd asked for a trade as soon as kyrie asked for the trade in an all in the offseason because he knew if kyrie ain't playing in brooklyn i sure as hell ain't playing in brooklyn and i tried to reiterate that Reiterate, yes, I'm losing big words today. It's a Friday morning. Friday morning, Friday morning coffee. Reiterate that he was not staying. That trading Kyrie Irving, you were not going to keep Kevin Durant. You were not gonna salvage anything. Yeah, y'all didn't listen to me. Y'all told me I was wrong. Y'all told me, oh no, the Lakers trade, they shouldn't be making that. But each and every NBA analyst has said this week that, yeah, they should have probably took that new that Lakers trade because two is better than one. My whole basis of argument for the trades of the, of the trade to Dallas and the trade to the Lakers was two. It was all about draft picks. It didn't matter the people attached to it because evidently you trade Russell Westbrook and he's going to get a freaking buyout. He was going to get a buyout with, with Brooklyn as well. It did not matter. All that nonsense y'all was spewing back at me. It did not matter. I was right. I was right. I want people to start off the hashtag. SP3 was right. There was one thing. There were three things in life that are guaranteed. Death, taxes, and SP3 is right. Oh, my God. Why won't people listen to me? Why won't people listen to me? I'm not just spewing nonsense. It's like... 30% nonsense, but 70% <laughs> of the time, I'm right, I'm right, I am right. I will be kind to you, SP3. 
you were right. You were right that the Nets were going to speed up the process. We're going to trade Kevin Durant that he wasn't going to want to stay past this season. The Nets clearly thought otherwise, and they should have listened to you. If anything, they should have listened to you. Uh, and you could have told them, hey, take a take a different trade. I will say this, though. The, the Dallas trade was still better than the Lakers trade, and here's why. Here's why. But every oh, NBA analyst says otherwise, ladies and gentlemen. No, I haven't heard. I haven't heard that. I granted, I didn't listen to a lot yesterday because it's no. off balance. It's off balance. They have so many wings. They have no balance in their roster. Who cares? So all they're doing is collecting draft picks. Two is better than one. Okay. Well, listen, listen. Here's here's why that that's short term thinking though. That's short term thinking of oh, let's get two Lakers picks instead of one Dallas pick. You can't trade Dinwiddie for some draft picks. You can't trade Finney Smith. For some draft picks, you can't trade other people on your roster for some draft picks. You can. It's why why pigeonhole yourself to two Lakers draft picks though? Why pigeonhole yourself to to those two draft picks and then buy out? Gonna be good probably in 2027, 2029. Those are gonna be some valuable, unprotected draft picks. The Lakers aren't gonna be good. They're not gonna have they're not gonna sign a bunch of free agents. Everybody wants to come to Los Angeles, right? Yes. They're better they off do. trying to get yeah, so they are probably going to sign some people. So why pigeonhole yourself to Lakers draft picks? Trade guys elsewhere. See what you can do. Get the Nets still don't have their draft picks. They have no incentive to try to tank out either. They still need to remain a little bit competitive so their draft picks aren't so terrible uh, to where they're they're going to, to Houston. And Houston's taking their place. They need to remain a little bit competitive. You do the Lakers, the, the Lakers trade and then trade Durant, you remain less competitive. Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith help you help you remain at least a little bit competitive after all of this. Where Russell Westbrook, need- you were going to buy him out. Yeah. They were going to buy right. him out anyway. It, they have an unbalanced roster. They have but they're not buying out Dinwiddie wings. and Finney-Smith. They have too many wings now. Everybody said it. Everybody you said it. You can still play these guys. Trade so figure it out. Figure out in the offseason. Who cares if they have too many wings? Figure that out in the offseason. You need to remain competitive this season so your draft pick this season isn't as bad because you don't have your draft pick this season. No, it was still a good trade to take the Mavericks trade. It was still a good trade to take the Mavericks trade. And I do believe the Nets were trying to use some draft picks and maybe go after Ananobi or Siakam or whoever. I do believe they they tried to do that. And then they were just rebuffed. I don't know what the uh, the Raptors are doing by the way. The Raptors are just content with, hey, let's be a seven seed and hope for the best year. Um, I don't know what they're doing. But I think they were trying to make it worthwhile for Durant. And then Durant probably told him, like, no, nah, get me the fuck out of here. And so they traded him to... But they I tried to tell y'all this. Y'all didn't want to listen to me. Y'all didn't want to listen to me. I know they, this. They guy. were right in trying. They weren't supposed to try? They, no! They, they, they Trading Kyrie, he was never going to stay. He was never going to stay. He only came to Brooklyn because of Kyrie. He's not going to stay without Kyrie. They should have still tried, and they did try. And then once they realized it wasn't going to happen, cool, okay, go move them on, move them to Phoenix. See, Phil Phil says what I'm saying is the wings are assets that they can trade. If you take Russ, you get two they draft picks. Unbalanced okay. roster. Who they cares if their roster is unbalanced? They're going to trade these guys in the offseason? Congratulations. Yes. You're, just, you're just nuking the whole season when they're a fifth seed. What do you mean they're nuking the whole season? They were nuking the season if they traded for Russell Westbrook. No. 
At least you got. Oh, no, at least you they had, were buying you out SP3. He wasn't going to be on the roster. Hey, you you would have had. You would have had if they if they didn't buy out and they would have trade if they were going to trade KD anyway. They could have kept Russell Westbrook and it would have been like the Oakley OKC Thunder of 2017. Russell Westbrook doing what the hell he wants to do. You don't. You don't even believe this was a good idea. They, you just said they were going to buy him out. No, they were smart to take the Mavericks trade instead of the two draft picks. From the Lakers. Dorian, right Finney, now. Dorian Finney Smith, he's gonna get them two second round picks. If Bones Highland went for two second round picks, he's not he, you're not getting a first round pick with Dorian Finney Smith. You're not getting a first round pick for Spencer Denwitty. I don't think they're trading with Spencer Dinwiddie this offseason. Okay, you take another wing, you're not getting a first round pick for potentially one of the other wings because you want to keep Dinwiddie. They're not getting a they're not getting a first round pick for Dorian. The market's going to be different. The market's going to be much much different in the offseason than it is at the trade deadline. And let look, I like Bones Highland. I would have taken that flyer on Bones Highland. I think that's good. Dorian Finney-Smith more valued around the league because of the skill set he has. Bone Highland, Bones Highland, great chucker, great heat check guy. Dorian Finney-Smith, three and D guy, much more valuable than hey, here's a guy who's going to take a bunch of bad shots and maybe can drop twenty but plays no defense. Bones Highland, Bones Highland plays zero, zero defense. No. Finney Smith, much more valuable as a 3 and D guy. You can get maybe a protected. You get, you but get you them get, three second-round picks. Those second-round picks, though, those are apparently just the most valuable things in the world because we saw about 8 million of them get traded yesterday. So second-round picks are very valuable at this point. And th- this is the thing so. that... This is the in thing six, that people, in sixth graders, 2009, 2029 <laughs> picks are very valuable now. This is the thing that, that people also got to understand is like, okay, oh, what are all these second round picks? Like, why are you trading for them? You see why second round picks are so valuable? Because if you got 20 of them, when you need to go after one of these players you want to go after, if you got these second round picks, you can start offloading them. So if the Nets got the all of these second round picks, if they find a guy like, oh, this guy complements our roster, we can offload all these second round picks. Let's not act like second round picks don't have some value here. They, they got value in trades. First round picks got value in finding talent in, in the draft. Second round picks got value in trades. So they're still valuable. You get two second round picks for Dorian Finney-Smith, that's fine. That's value later down, down the line. Those two second round picks could be a guy who's just as good at what, as somebody who might be the 23rd pick in the draft and they could have kept russell westbrook you are late you are you are just being a triple double for this brooklyn nets team keep them you wanted maybe in a play-in position and then they could have offloaded all 47 million dollars that he's making this year at the offseason and they would have had flexibility for this offseason they have cap flexibility this offseason though not if you have so you have spencer dimwitty still on the books they got to, they, they're off Durant's contract. They got better contract with Bridges. Who is, and honestly, cap flexibility. What good is, is this going to do you when nobody's going to end up signing with this team after the way you just treated Kyrie and the dumpster fire you oh, are? Oh, no, they're, as they're better off going right back now. to New Jersey. They should, they should, they should <laughs> see if the Meadowlands is available and they should, they should definitely go over there. I don't, I don't really care about that part. That was just the additional thing that I'm right about. I'm happy that you admitted that I was right about them not not salvaging. You care because the TV. Lakers didn't get Kyrie. That's why you're still mad. No, the Lakers yeah, didn't I, get Kyrie. I, yeah, that's a little added thing that I was right about. The main thing I was right about was they weren't salvaging anything with Kevin Durant on the Brooklyn Nets, and that's been proven that I'm right. So I don't care, Leland. 
uh, whatever your name is, if you want to say I'm wrong, their proof is in the pudding. You can watch the Tuesday show and see what's happened this week. SP3 was right. Everyone else was wrong. Congratulations to SP3. Let's move on. And I want to talk about this KD trade more in depth because, man, oh, man. Phoenix Suns hit the uh, jackpot. They did. They gave away nothing. Nothing. I like Mikael Bridges. I, I think Mikael Bridges is, is very good. He's obviously not Kevin Durant. Um, Jay Crowder wasn't playing. And then Jay Crowder, of course, he got rerouted for five second-round picks. So they got even more second-round picks out of this just for trading off Jay Crowder. And then Cam Thomas. I don't think Cam Thomas is, is bad either. Like These are nice players, but... I don't think they could give up Aiton because of he just signed in the offseason. I think in the offseason, they could have included Aiton in the Durant deal. And then because he signed the contract, though, they couldn't give him up in this deal. So they couldn't even get DeAndre Aiton out of this, which uh, that's, you know, that's a guy you would think you would want out of this deal. And, and they couldn't get that done. Uh, but look, man, the Suns got, they got Kevin Durant. They got a healthy team. That is going to be Chris Paul, who you, you better you you these these choke memes you you better hope they come true because Chris Paul is looking like in a real good position right now. Finally, with Kevin Durant, you gonna finally win a championship if they if they <laughs> if you can get you know KD is hurt right now. Uh, Devin Booker has been, had dealt with injuries this season. Aiton is averaging the most points that he's that he's averaged in his career. He's averaging uh, 19 points per game. Uh, you got you got Chris Paul who's had his injury dealt with his injuries. If they stay healthy in April, May, June. I think it's no question the Suns is the team to beat. I think I think yeah. that I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a great series if it comes down to the Suns and the Nuggets. The Nuggets have the chemistry and they had a huge pickup with getting Thomas Bryant. They needed help in the front court for uh with Jokic, and he's a guy that can can play with Jokic. You can play Jokic at the four and Bryant at the at the five. But yeah, it I think the Suns is the team to beat if KD's healthy come April. It's it's all going to come down. It's all going to come down to health because you look at that roster, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, that's that's a big four that it's a matchup disadvantage for every team they're, they're going against. They're going to run so many like Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, like pick and rolls, pick and pops. It's going to, they're going to just destroy teams with that. If Chris Paul gets hurt, that could be an issue because Chris Paul is the the engine that kind of keeps everything. Devin Booker's become a really good playmaker and everything, but Chris Paul feels like the glue guy on the court just with the way he's able to get to get everybody in the right spot. Um, and if Durant gets hurt, then that becomes a, a much bigger issue because then you're looking at a Suns team that wasn't great for most of this season. It's, the Booker injury really kind of crippled them. Um so you're looking at a Suns team that is like good, but without Bridges and now without Cam Johnson and then without Jay Crowder. So like they, a Kevin Durant injury really derails them. A Chris Paul injury, I think derails them a little bit. Aiton and Booker, I think they can pretty much survive one of those two. Obviously, if they yeah. lose two, it's, it's it's a different story. But if healthy, yeah, they're look. They got, he's yeah, a, he's like the perfect guy to, to fit on this team because as we've seen with KD and Golden State, he does not need the ball. Like no, Kevin like, Durant, 
Kevin Durant is one of the guys, like, he's the most seamless fit on any team. And the Suns, they run, like, just very traditional, with, you know, Chris Paul at the helm. They run just very traditional, like, offense and stuff. Durant's going to come yeah. off pin downs. He's going to get his little touches in the high post and everything. Again, he's going to run, like, a lot of pick and roll stuff with Chris Paul, a lot of pick and pop stuff. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna look unfair on some nights when they're when they're cooking. It's gonna look very unfair. Yeah, I think I think the only thing that will stop them if they're not able to develop, you know, enough chemistry with, depending on when Kevin Durant comes back from this injury, uh, and that might be the only thing that stops them from winning the championship this season. But you have KD on the contract after the season, so yeah. this is this is a long term thing. So I think they're the favorite to win the twenty twenty four championship more than twenty twenty three. But I think they definitely make it to the uh, to the conference finals if they if uh kevin durant is healthy and chris paul doesn't have another playoff injury because that is another another thing that seems to be a common thing with choke p3 is him uh getting injured in the playoffs when it really matters uh, matt Payne does mention that yes phoenix got thunder legend darius Baisley as well i'm happy that Baisley goes to a team that I mean, I, I guess I'll be used a little bit. I don't know what the ceiling is on, on Baisley. He didn't play a lot this year when he probably, it felt like he should have played a little bit more. He's got a good relationship with Chris Paul. I know in the one season that Paul was in OKC, he got along well with Baisley and coached him up a lot. So I think it'll be a good situation for, for Baisley there. Well, we'll see. I don't know how much he's going to play in Phoenix though. They, they got roster spots open after some of these trades. TJ Warren's a, he was part of the Durant deal. Like he, he's, yeah. He's injury prone, but when he's out there, he can still uh, do some things and add some scoring uh, there. The buyout market, they might pick up some guys. They they, they still got like Torrey Craig and campaign and stuff like they still like in the playoffs. You're only playing eight, nine guys anyway. So it's not like you need 12 guys on, on your team. You, you just Ooh. need a strong eight, maybe nine and you'll be OK. It's when if an injury does happen, that's when things become a little dicey. But that is uh that that's the case for any team. Phoenix is the favorite. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Phoenix is 100% the the favorite with with this roster assuming all health is equal. I still the Nuggets, I do like them getting Thomas Bryant cuz now they don't have to play DeAndre Ayton behind Jokic. Uh that's a good pickup. I thought maybe they could get more for Bones, but market doesn't seem to be there. Wasn't there, so they only only got 2 seconds out of that. So, I mean, what can what can you do there? But Bones wasn't playing. It's just really opening up a roster spot. I don't know if they'll go after anybody in the buyout market or anything like that. I feel like the Nuggets, based on what they did, were just they knew they needed help behind Jokic, and then otherwise they're just content with trying to ride out with uh with chemistry and everything. I I don't know if they tried to make a bigger swing if it was possible to pull anything out of of somebody else. Like I thought Jay Crowder would be a nice pickup for them. But, you know, the Bucks had been linked to him all season. I thought if they could somehow swing and get Ananobi, that would be huge. But it seemed like Ananobi, all those Toronto guys, the price on them seemed to be really it, high. So It seems like they really weren't sellers. We, yeah. we had pegged them as, like, one of the biggest sellers for this trade deadline, and they really weren't that. But I, did, I, I like the the Bucks picking up Jay Crowder. I think that was a, a nice little acquisition because they're, they're finally getting to health. You know, Chris Middleton has finally come back. All they really that's another team that really depends on their health. But right? with the Suns lineup, I think the only teams that can beat them in a seven game series, even if they're healthy, 
is right now because of chemistry, the Nuggets, the Bucks, and the Celtics. So there's only one team in the West that I think can beat them, and that's the the Nuggets based on that. But hey, that's like that's like the worst possible NBA Western Conference Finals, in my opinion, in my head, with two people that I've hated on for, for this whole duration of doing FMC, choke P3, and the the what should be the sec the, the second place MVP getter, but two-time MVP, uh Nikola Jokic in the Western Conference Final. Oh joy. But where I did get joy is my Los Angeles Lakers being the second best team of the trade deadline in what we were able to do. First addition by subtraction, by I mean uh, subtraction by addition or whatever it goes. Um, <laughs> Can you get the? It's addition by subtraction. I said it right the first time. Yes, you said it right the first um, time. Then you tried to overcorrect and you you said it wrong. Russell Westbrook getting rid of him. It needed to happen. It needed to happen. It, it happened. I was happy, but the load that we got back, oh man, I did not expect that. I did not expect us to get this much talent for just one of those sec- those first round picks. Just one of them. We traded a high schooler. We didn't even have to trade the sixth grader. We didn't trade the sixth grader. We traded a protected 2027. So if we are not good in 2027 and we're in the top four, we still get to keep it. So Man, Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka put in that work. He put in that work like when he negotiated Kobe's contract when he was past his prime and he made all that money. He put in that work. He put in that work again. Russell Westbrook getting traded. Damian Jones, uh, Juan, Juan T.A., uh, and the Lakers protected 2027 pick to uh, – we, we got rid of that. We sent that to uh, the Jazz, and we got back D'Angelo Russell – who got nobody to snitch on this time. So this is good. This is good stuff. He's matured a little as well. We got Jared Vanderbilt. So we got some help in the front court. And we got Malik Beasley. And don't worry, folks. Don't worry about Scottie Pippen Jr. Because LeBron James can talk to him and talk to him how it feels to be on a team with someone that's piping their moms. Like, that. that's the LeBron can teach him how to deal with that. He could be like, you know, you know, I had to deal with Delonte West. Now I call him stepdaddy. Um, so you can deal with the fact that Malik Weasley is on the Los Angeles Lakers. It's gonna be all right, Scottie Pippen Jr. And then, and then the cherry on top. We traded Patrick Beverly. We traded Patrick Beverly. Oh, Another hilarious. addition by subtraction. We traded Patrick Beverly after he sent out the tweet, get all hyped that D-Lo was back on the team with them. He was like, oh, we get back. We're going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves of the Pacific. Uh, but no, we got rid of him, and we got Mo Bamba, who's the only 50 and 40 guy on our team now. Like this is this is a refreshed roster. I feel confident in this roster. I wish we had more games in this season. I'll be a lot more confident then. But uh, we can salvage this season, these last 25, 26 games of the season with this lineup. I'm gonna talk about the Lakers in a second. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it. I want to bring up this comment from Phil. Some nasty energy around the Lakers this week. Calling a Russ, calling Russ a vampire was crazy. Absolutely crazy. I And now the media hit is going to be even worse on Russell Westbrook now that he's actually gone. The media hit was already bad on him with the narrative surrounding Russell Westbrook with everything. You know who got know. some nasty energy? 
The Chicago Bulls who did jack and shit in this trade deadline. That's who got some nasty energy. And I ain't read any of your comments, Phil, because I ain't see. I apologize, SP3, for being wrong about the net salvaging anything with the with, with Kevin Durant. Because until I see that, I ain't reading nothing you say. And if you I'll say, "Oh, pulling. I want you." Want you to admit I ain't meant it not. You've been admit you apologize. I was you was wrong. I was right about that. But I keep pulling Phil's comments up on screen so you have to read them. Um <laughs> people are gonna blame Russell Westbrook for a lot of things. And there's some blame Russell Westbrook deserves. Uh especially when like the on on the court fit wasn't good. It was never going to be good. Sometimes the energy around him, it, Russ has always run hot and cold with stuff. Like even in at his best days. Russell's running hot and cold. Like that that's just that's just how it is with him. How do y'all expect this man to act sometimes when you have LeBron James who who was the one who wanted Westbrook? He was the one who said, "Yeah, let's go do the Russ deal. Let's get Russ." And then in the offseason, after one year with Russ, is publicly saying, "Oh, go get Kyrie." Because if you get Kyrie, you got to trade Russell Westbrook. LeBron was throwing this man under the bus at every single turn. Even the, this past week during the Kyrie trades, like, go get Kyrie, go get Kyrie. How is Russell Westbrook supposed to feel about that when his teammate is basically saying, go trade this guy because I want this guy who I've won with to come in here? I don't blame Russ for, you know, sulking around a little bit when it comes to this stuff because it was clear he never was valued and wanted by this team. Again, he had his some issues. I get that. I get the on the court wasn't good. It was never going to be good. Uh, everyone knew that. But that is also LeBron's fault for being like, oh, Russ can come in and it'll all be fine. LeBron didn't sacrifice that much when it came to this team. Russ at least was willing to come off the bench and give that a try and everything. And for look, it worked at sometimes, and then sometimes it didn't work. Russ, I watched that the Thunder and the Lakers game where LeBron broke the record and everybody was happy for him. And good job, you still lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Russell Westbrook was the one out there trying. LeBron was getting his points and everything. I don't know what Anthony Davis was doing. Westbrook was at the very end when they went down like 10 and LeBron checked out with his foot injury. Russ was still out there competing to try to win the game. Sometimes Russ is competitive gets the worst of him and he makes mistakes that's just who russell westbrook is like it just well I, I as a thunder fan i lived with that when he was at his best and affecting the game in the best ways he still affects the game in like not so great ways but the man was thrown under the bus by not by his teammate by the biggest star in the league by one of the greatest players of all time who did not support him at any turn and basically said trade this man get me somebody else on this team. I don't blame Russ for being angry about this stuff. All of that said, the Lakers made a very good deal to get what they got out of this. D'Angelo Russell, I'll, I'll talk about him in a second. Malik Beasley is good, uh, good, good shooter. Surrounding LeBron with shooters is always a good idea. Vanderbilt, good defensive player, gives a little bit of flexibility uh, with Anthony Davis. I thought the Thomas Bryant deal was weird at first because Anthony Davis got does- Mo Bamba. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because Anthony Davis doesn't like playing the five. So it's like, oh, why are you trading your traditional five? Is Davis going to actually play the five? And then a little while later, they did the Mo Bamba deal. And it's like, okay, well, now now uh, this makes a little bit more sense. So they still got a center in, in his place. So that was a good deal. Lakers did great in at the trade deadline. They, they got off Westbrook, which 
there's a lot of things that went wrong there. Uh, but overall, their roster is better balanced. They got the right guys for a LeBron James, Anthony Davis team. Now it can be those two leading the charge and everybody else falls in the place around them. They got actual depth, actual guys who fit roles, whereas before they had no real depth. They just had a bunch of mixed match players who didn't understand what they were doing. The Lakers did a really good job. Is it too little too late is going to be the question with the Lakers because they lost. Like they didn't have LeBron last night. I get it. They lost last night to the Bucks. They can't afford to just throw away games at this yeah. point. And like they, they just can't. There's not enough time. There's not a lot of time left in the season. You got to develop chemistry very quickly with this team. And you just got to get into a play-in game. Like that's all you got to make. You make the play-in and then you see what happens from there. I'll take my sh- chances with LeBron James and Anthony Davis in a play-in game, especially against these other teams in the West that ain't that great. But you gotta, you still got to surpass some teams to make this play-in game, and you ain't got a lot of time left to do it. I 100% agree with what you're saying. I will say about Russell Westbrook, I commend Russell Westbrook for how he played this season. He sacrificed a lot by coming off the bench and accepting that role. You know, I was a big supporter of that move. You know, I said that Russell Westbrook would be a candidate for sixth man of the year. And at times it looked like he could be because he was playing very strong off the bench. But, I mean, we, we can't act like LeBron was never a supporter of Russell Westbrook when you also put in mind that he wanted to have him. Y'all are contradicting yourself when y'all make it and sound like he never wanted him. He did oh, he did. Him. He did he want made, him then. He, and then made, he, played. he basically pushed for the trade to happen last season. He was a supporter of Russell Westbrook to the media all last season. It was this season that he was basically like, oh, no, it's not working. Let's let's row and chop. I think after how we started the season, I think LeBron was over it and he was already pushing. You don't have to say to these get, things get... publicly. You don't have no, to come no, no. and publicly I, I say don't, I, I want don't Kyrie, agree with I want Kyrie, and then passive aggressively tweet about everything and then I the media don't agree with that things. at all. Trust me, I don't agree with that at all. And I think that a lot of people get confused with where I stand. I'm a Laker fan. I am not a LeBron fan. And I think that a lot of people, Phil Lindsay being number one on that list, confuse the fact that I'm a Laker fan and not a LeBron James fan. LeBron just happens to be the best player on my team. So, no, I'm not going to support everything LeBron does like a Braun sexual would. I don't do that. I don't will not do that at all. And I don't agree with how he handled this whole Russell Westbrook situation when it's all your fault. Everyone got the blame for this Russell Westbrook situation, except for LeBron James. Anthony Davis got pinned to it. Oh, he also wanted Westbrook. No, he basically got asked a question and said he supported it because his best friend pushed for it. Then um, Rob Palinka. Oh, you put together a, a horrible roster. Well, it's only a horrible roster because he had to trade a good roster to get Russell Westbrook. Like, it, it, like everyone got the ba- blame except for LeBron James, and I don't like that at all. I think that's wrong. I think that LeBron deserves most of the blame for this whole Russell Westbrook era going wrong because he 100% pushed for this trade. He 100% made this happen, and the GM has been freaking awful at that job since like 2018 when the Cleveland Cavaliers traded all all their picks and all that stuff and signed up Derrick Rose and Dwayne Ray. He's been awful at this GM status since the last couple of seasons in Cleveland all the way to coming to the Lakers. 
the only move that he pushed for that I accepted and I was 100% behind was Anthony Davis. Did I think that we needed to trade the load that we did to get Anthony Davis? No, because we didn't really need to make that trade when Anthony Davis a year later was going to be a free agent. It's the same thing that I said 10 years ago with the Car Carmelo Anthony trade to the New York Knicks. You did not need to make that trade for the load when, when Carmelo Anthony was very established. He was going to the Knicks in the offseason when he was a free agent. I 100% understand on Anthony Davis' part, the only way you could get a max deal at the same number you were going to get with New Orleans is by making the trade in that last season, and then they could pay you a little bit more because that's your team. I understand it from the what Anthony Davis standpoint, but for the Los Angeles Lakers, if he says he's going to go to the Lakers, there's no need to make that trade when you did. Okay, the trade, that trade happened, though, and I'm asking you, don't you think that trade happened a little bit because – Paul George said the same thing. I'm going to go to the Lakers. I'm going to go to the Lakers. The Thunder swooped in, traded for him, and then signed Paul George. And then I think if you're the Lakers looking at that and thinking, like, we can't let this happen again, like, let's just go ahead. Another team might make an offer. They might, co you know, court him. He might enjoy it there, and he might resign there. We can't afford to miss out on another guy when LeBron is breathing down our neck and telling us we got to do something. So I think that was a big oh, reason yeah. why they went after the Anthony Davis trade. I 100% agree with you. It's similar to what we said on Tuesday about the, the Nets trading Kyrie was a was a byproduct of what happened with KD in, in Oklahoma City where they got nothing. You guys got nothing for him just walking out on the, on, the, on the team. So I think, yeah, I agree with you that it was kind of a byproduct of what happened with Paul George going to the Clippers and that whole situation led to the Lakers pushing and making making the trade a lot earlier than I thought they should have. But also, speaking of the Clippers, oh Wait, boy, real, the... real quickly, real quickly, real quickly, real, okay. on the Lakers, D'Angelo Russell. How do you like yeah. feel about D'Angelo Russell? Because I've actually kind of like been a supporter of him for the the most part. I like he's a good player, but there's some issues with D'Angelo Russell. Like he's been on, he's bounced around from team to team. Chemistry guy, he ain't a chemistry guy. Carl Anthony Towns pushed for D'Angelo Russell. Like, this is my best friend. We're going to play together. We're going to be great. And then from what I was listening to yesterday, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell aren't really friends anymore. They, they, there's some issues between them. D'Angelo Russell, he didn't play long in Golden State, but he didn't fit into like a Warriors culture, which is a very established culture. And he didn't really fit there too well. Now he's going to the Lakers. I'm sure the talk will be like, oh, well, LeBron will get him in line. It'll be great until like D'Angelo Russell makes some boneheaded play and LeBron is like passively aggressively tweeted him as well. Like I I think the the theory of D'Angelo Russell and what he brings to the table is a lot better than the actual reality of D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. I think, I think the, the reality is that he's always kind of been an issue as far as his personality not, uh, you know, meshing well with other people. Uh, you know, he got he got bumped from the Lakers mainly because he was a very... Uh, snitch. Yeah, he's, he, he's snitch, bitch. Killing him on <laughs> like, yeah, he was, a, he was a straight up snitch. He ruined the, the marriage of Swaggy P and Iggy Azalea. Um, so, yeah. D'Lo had to go, and Magic Johnson made that move to get him out of there. But on the court, I was always a fan of D'Lo for the Lakers. 
I was always, and I felt like that was kind of him at his best potential up until he went to Brooklyn. And then that was him at like his highest, his highest ceiling where he was kind of like the, he could be a facilitator. He could be uh, a shot creator. And he was great for the Brooklyn Nets that one season, uh, going to the Golden state warriors at the time he did when they were dealing with all their injuries coming off of, you know, coming out of their dynasty and everything like that. That was a, a weird situation. So I can't really say, you know, Oh, he didn't blend in well with the Warriors culture when all the guys who create that culture were pretty much not there outside of Draymond Green. So I, I can't put that all on D'Angelo for that's that fair. not working. But Minnesota, that's a different that's a different situation. It hasn't panned out the way I thought it would pan now for him in Minnesota. I thought him I, I pretty much heard all the rumors before he went to Minnesota that him, Cat were trying to get Booker because they were all friends. They had this good relationship. And now to come out of this that Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. They're not friends anymore, and there was a rift in that situation. So, yeah, I I think that D'Lo has been overall inconsistent for his career. But I think with LeBron James and he can be just, you know, a pop a, a shooter on the outside getting open looks because LeBron's going to get doubled. AD's going to get co- covered. Uh, he could take some of the ball handling responsibilities away from LeBron James, which has always been the Lakers were most successful when we had a second a secondary ball handler in Ray John Rondo with with LeBron James on this team. That's when the Lakers have always been at the best, even in 2019, his first season before he went down with the injury uh, after Christmas. We played very well. We were the fourth seed in the West because he had he would give off the ball handling responsibility to Alonzo that season. So I think the Lakers at his best with LeBron James has been having shooters around him, one, and two, having an additional ball handler, and then three, having help in the front court for Anthony Davis. It can't just be Anthony Davis playing the five and being a guy who plays big minutes because that doesn't pan out well for him and he usually gets injured. And now we have a lot of help in the front court with Vanderbilt, with Mo Bamba. I think this team is is very well laid out to make a run for at least a play-in spot or maybe even a lower-tier playoff spot if we could really get on a streak here. I'm very confident with the Lakers. And like I said, outside of KD going to the Suns, the Suns are the big winner of the trade deadline. I think the Lakers are second place because addition by subtraction, but then we added a lot to that addition as well. Yeah, I think the Lakers roster is more balanced. I would I would say they were the second winner behind Phoenix as well. The Clippers, we'll talk about them in a second. They they did a lot of nice moves too, and I think they might do more. Um, Bunny Mark says we're going to disagree Cal- on that one, folks. 
what that the Clippers? I think Clippers is one of the big losers of the. Of the oh, training. okay, all right. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, Money Mark says maybe Towns is the problem, and and Phil also says I think Jimmy Butler was right about Towns, but the questions Stilo. Yeah, and I was gonna say that like, hey, look, Towns might have his own issues. Towns, I mean, when when he was not dealing with a lot of personal stuff, you know, Jimmy Butler went at him. Towns has had like personally a rough couple of years. And I don't know what where he's at like with, with everything right now, and I'm not, I'm not even gonna like touch on that. So I, maybe maybe there is some stuff with, with Towns. I just know he's had a tough couple of years personally, and you know it's a shame that uh, D'Angelo Russell and him whatever happened there. I don't even know how big it is. Again, this is just what I heard on the radio uh, uh, yesterday, and I wish I could remember who who even said that, but apparently there was some type of a rift between them. Uh, yeah, look, Towns might have his own stuff that was going on even before all the personal stuff that has started happening to him. But there's also plenty of questions about D'Angelo Russell as well. I think you know there can sometimes be two two problems uh, with this. All right, the Clippers. You don't you don't like what the Clippers did? No, because the Clippers came in with the, on the trade deadline looking for to secure a point guard, and all they did was trade all point their guard. point guards. They're gonna get a point guard. <laughs> all they did was trade all their point guards, and I I know this. I know they're the favorite in the buyout market to get someone like a Russell Westbrook coming to that team. Which no, good no luck. SB3. Good luck no on SB3. that. Good, good, who do you think? Who you who do you think? SB three. They they are not the favorite to get someone like Russell Westbrook. They're not. They are one hundred percent going to get Russell Westbrook. That is the guarantee. Mark it down, stamp it down next week on this show or whenever I'll go on my Jeremy is right rant like SB3. You can, you can, did. you can if they do. <laughs> I know, but I th- like I said, I think they're the favorite to get Russell Westbrook. But as far as the trade deadline, that's all we are judging here. I think they're one of the big losers. They're the big, they're one of the big losers out of the people that actually made moves because I, I think they got guys that are not gonna really fit in with what they're doing. Like they wanted to get, they wanted to get, you know, a big man and they wanted to get a point guard. They did not get a point guard. They traded Ray Reggie Jackson. They traded away uh John Wall. They got Bones Highland, who's proven that he's not really a point guard, he's more of a small uh, undersized two. And he doesn't play any defense, so that doesn't really fit in well with what they do. They got Eric Gordon, who Gordon, yeah, Gordon's yeah, he's still good. He's still good. He's still good. But does he really help them that much? I don't think all. I don't think the assets that they got that they are they are they are in a good place or in a better place than then where they were already were. I think they're one of the biggest losers out of the teams that actually made moves, and a lot of people are very confused with a lot of the moves that the Clippers made. I see. I I disagree. I think what they did was was great. They got Eric Gordon, add more scoring depth, add another another veteran guy who can do a little bit of everything on that team. I really like that move. Um, they got Bones Highland. Like, yeah, the defense is going to be an issue. The hope you would hope that, and the, this is why I assume they take a risk on him. Look, they didn't give up much for him. A couple of seconds. Like that. This is a young guy who is very raw but still very talented can get you points in a hurry and you just hope that the system uh kind of hides some some of his deficiencies defensively because the nuggets they weren't a great defensive team i think they were middle of the pack defensively the clippers they're they're more at the top of the list when it comes to defense so you just hope like the system kind of hides some of those deficiencies a little bit they got mason Plumley. they got their big they got they got a front court big in mason Plumley. like is he great 
there's no. not there wasn't too many great <laughs> options out there. But Mason Plumley comes in there and gets you some I, minutes. I, I would have preferred for them to get Jakob Pertle. Well, maybe they tried to get Jakob Pertle and they just it wasn't there. They they didn't want to give up the assets to get Jakob Pertle. I think Mason Plumley's fine. Like he's he's fine to come in and give you ten to twelve minutes a game. That's all they're looking for. They got Zubak as the starter. They they don't need anything big there. And they're going to get Russell Westbrook. That is why they, they traded Reggie Jackson. That is why they traded John Wall. They're going to get Russell Westbrook because players outside of LeBron James still like Russell Westbrook. Paul George, still good friends with Russell Westbrook. Kawhi seems to like Westbrook. They traded Jackson, so they don't have to worry about any type of deal with those two because I don't think Reggie and Russ still uh, like each other because of all that history. You, th- um, you said it was only LeBron. I think there's a couple of people. KD, y'all, y'all, y'all. KD and them are fine. Y'all have short to remember. Oh, they they fine now. They fine now. They're okay. I mean, would Durant play with him again? I don't know. I don't know if Russ wants to play with him again, but like they're okay. This is like the exact opposite of what you were telling me on Tuesday. Like, I love how y'all switch up. Y'all what did I say on Tuesday? Yes, I don't remember. No, he would never. He would never play with Russell Westbrook, and now they're they're okay. They're okay. And literally, that was my argument that absence makes the heart go fonder. I don't and think they were playing. I, I was really... wrong. A, a third thing, I was right, and you were wrong about what you I really don't show. think they would play God. together. I really don't think they would play together. I I don't think Durant. I don't know if Westbrook wants to do it either. But I, I think they're civil. I think Reggie Jackson. I, I don't agree with Money Mark a lot in the chat, but Money Mark is on to something. I think Miami is a is an underrated. I don't of, think. Uh, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Get Russ. No. Here, here's why the Clippers, assuming the Clippers want Westbrook, because that's really the biggest thing here, is assuming the Clippers want Westbrook, he's going to LA. And there's two reasons for this. One, he doesn't have to move. He stay in LA, all his family's still there, same arena, nothing has to change. Two, and Phil said it, and this is what I'm thinking as well, the, the Russ Revenge Tour, baby. Him and the Clippers... And this is either going to this is either going to be the most spectacular moment in NBA history when Russ just completely goes on a tear and he's MVP Russ playing with Kawhi and Paul George and a good team around him. They got shooters. They got a big like Zubak that he likes. He does very well with the pick and roll with a traditional big somebody like Zubak much like he did with Steven Adams, or it's going to go down in complete flames. And I don't care either way, because I don't care if the Clippers fail or succeed. I'm here for the ride when it comes to the Clippers. That last so one. That this, last is what, one. this is what I want. I want the Russ Revenge Tour. It's going to happen. 100% mark it down. That Can't it wait. is going Can't wait to happen. The flame out and it's the going excuse to the train from you and Phil. What's the excuse and, train? How am I going? Everybody. What excuse am I going to be making? When when they flame out, why do I care? Out. My excuse is going to be like, well, this is a possibility. I'm not going to make any excuse. This is all. It's going to be a. Po- it's a very big possibility that Russ tries to do too much. And angry Russ is both good and bad because when he plays angry, sometimes he plays really well, and other times he doesn't play very well. And he's going to be very angry as a member of the Clippers. And it's going to be fascinating to watch. Absolutely fascinating. It's going to happen. He's going to go to L.A., assuming L.A. wants him, and I think they do. I was very I confident. I was very confident going into this uh, podcast that, yeah, the, the Clippers would probably get Russell Westbrook. But how adamant you are that they are is making me wish that they don't. I'm I'm hoping for Miami, Miami Heat. Why Miami? Let him go to Miami Heat. Why? 
because it, it why are you afraid of him? Why don't you will, want him on the Clippers? Are no, you afraid not, of Russell Westbrook? I'm not afraid of Russell Westbrook. You seem Westbrook. like you're a little afraid of him. No, you want I, him to go to Miami. Literally, did you do you just have do y'all have selective hearing? No, do I'm y'all not like listen it. to me? Do y'all not listen? I literally said I was very confident in the Clippers landing. Yeah, Russell but now, I now, now that favorite. I'm adamant and I'm but, telling you about but just how happy y'all are about it. SV3 fears Russ and the Clips. I, I feel the Clippers, the Clippers, the yeah, Chokers, it seems like the it. Choke Clips, the Choke Clips, who are it never going like to win it. a championship. Kyrie, Kawhi Leonard did that whole commercial saying he's going to be the king of LA. No one even talks about the Clippers anymore. We're it losing. Seems, we have a worse like record than the Clippers, and they still talk about the Lakers more than them. We're still the kings of, the, of LA. What are we talking about here? It seems like you're a little Phil bit... Phil Lindsay fears apologies. We've already established that <laughs> in this episode. Jeremy Jeremy fears the fact that I'm always right. We have established these facts in this week. That's not true. I've sent Phil this link, by the way. Say if Phil comes on to tell you that you do fear the Clippers. I like what the Clippers I, I, I only want to see Phil if he's ready to apologize. Instead, instead of doing his what about ism, oh, you were still wrong about the trip. No, but I was right about KD. They're not salvaging that relationship, and y'all told me I was wrong. What are we doing here? What are I we think doing? the Clippers. I think the Clippers had a good deadline. I think the I don't. Had a good deadline. I right. don't. I think they had the out of all the teams that made deals. This is the most important seasons of the Clippers of the Clippers whole franchise, and they did not make the move that they needed to. We could talk about all the hypotheticals or all the possibilities. Okay, if, if they get the Russ, but just basing it on the trade deadline, they they had the worst trade deadline because they did not accomplish what they need to accomplish, and they actually got lesser of the thing of the position that they needed the most. Because they're gonna get Russell Westbrook, and and of course, we, we, no one's gonna talk about the fact that 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 whole John Wall. Everybody was so excited for them to get John. Yeah, Wall that was never gonna work, and that I, flamed out. Yeah, I, I I was out on the John Wall thing. People were talking like John Wall is gonna be like prime John Wall. It's like we haven't seen this dude play basketball in two years. I don't know how this John Wall thing is going to work, and it didn't. And I, I I I was out on that. You can go check the tapes on that. I was out on that one. Uh, very, very early, and it didn't work. All right, Phil Lindsay is here. <laughs> Phil, how are you? I'm good. I uh, I just said, watch SB3 say, I fear admitting that when you're right. I do I, I do admit when you're right, but you're seriously sitting you, on no, this show. No, wait, a wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're, you're seriously you sitting on this show and telling, telling Jeremy that the Clippers had the worst trade deadline when the Warriors got... Gary Payton Jr. back yeah, for trade was, picks. Are you serious? That was a bad trade. That was, that was a bad, bad trade. All they had to do was re-sign him over the offseason. But they only did that because Steph is injured. But well, they, I mean, were, they were better off getting just going keeping Sadiq Bay over getting Gary Payton. I think Sadiq Bay is better than Gary Payton. I and I, I understand why they brought Gary Payton back. But just sign him back. Just give him the money that he was asking for. Don't let him go somewhere else, get the money, and then give up give up picks for him. That doesn't make any sense. And then they ain't make any other moves. Yeah, I don't think the Warriors had a good trade deadline. That's why I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. You can't sit here and tell me the Clippers had the worst. No, what no, no. The, Clip, the Clippers the actually the Clippers, the Clippers made good moves, man. He fears the Clippers. Clearly, no, he fears the Clippers no, and Russell the, Westbrook. The Clippers no, made good moves, man. I, I, I think you just don't want to admit it. They That's don't. all. They didn't. 
They did. They, did. they got. I've already made the point. They the position that they needed the most. They did not address. And we could talk about the hyperbole I, I, and the I, hypotheticals of them signing Russell Westbrook, but we are just basing it on the trade mark, deadline. Mark they my word of the position that they needed. But here's the other thing, though. They're in a better position than the Lakers, so they needed to do less. So, I don't know. That doesn't negate no. the fact of what I just said. <laughs> but you just told us that they had the worst trade deadline, which is totally I not do, true at all. I do, I do think that. No, no, no. Warriors definitely yeah. had a worse, worse trade deadline. Miami Heat had a worse trade Miami deadline. Miami had a terrible deadline. Miami what do you mean? Not, not doing anything is a bad deadline. No, no. I, I literally said, I specified with the Clippers. Out of the teams that made deals, in my opinion, the Clippers had the worst trade deadline. The Warriors not made deals. The, the Warriors had a worse day. Not as far as the teams that didn't make deals. Miami is up there. The Bulls are up there. There's a couple At of least teams. the Clippers played. At least the Clippers the played The only team that I think that didn't, that didn't make a deal that actually had a good trade deadline was the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's the only team. Yeah. The Cavs um, make a, yeah, the Cavs didn't make any deals. But they didn't really need to because they're no. The I, I agree. Young. The Cavs were smart and just hey, let's let's roll with it. I think the Knicks I, had an underrated deadline. I like Josh. Hart. Josh Hart is a good pickup. Josh Hart is a good pickup. Yeah, on this whole, you were right thing. By the way, I love the way that you've tried to you've tried to spin the block and then spin this narrative out of this. When my point to you was never that you were wrong about KD wanting to be traded, by the way. My point was that the Nets were trying to salvage it. Whether they could or couldn't was never the point. It's what they were trying to do. They were clearly trying to salvage it. They clearly thought they were going to be able to keep Durant or they wouldn't have made the trades that they made before that. That's all this was, man. And that's why I'm like, no, if they were trying to salvage this, they were not going to bring in Russell Westbrook. And second of all, that Laker trade was not a better trade than the Dallas trade. It was not. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the apology. I'm not giving you an apology because you weren't right. You weren't right. You said you were trying to salvage anything, and I was like, they're not going to salvage anything. That was but, but this isn't. But this isn't. This is you wanting. You want it. Okay, here. Try to be seven feet tall. I'm not going to do it. Here, here. I'll give you this then. You were right about them not being able to keep them, but. You weren't right about my Maybe argument about why the trade Dolores. was wrong. You weren't Dolores. right about that at all. Please highlight Dolores. Dolores is right. Thank you, Dolores. Somebody in the chat, thank you. I want to thank Pat. Pat on, on Twitter, he already started the hashtag. SP3 was right. Thank you. Nah, you're, 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 you're late to this boat as well. The, the Phil is right hashtag has existed long before this. And again... <laughs> Like we're I not said, the, we're you're about not. Basketball. We're but but again, you're not. You're not right about, about the trade. Stuff, you're not right about the trade in itself, about. though. You're not right about the trade in itself because it wasn't a better trade than Dallas's trade. And second of all, you're you're talking a good game now, but you didn't really want Kyrie Irving, and you know it. You did not want Kyrie Irving. No, oh, he you didn't. Definitely want, no, he definitely wanted Kyrie Irving. Yes, he did. Yeah. Like, you, you wanted you wanted him now, but a year from now you'll be talking about him just like y'all talking about Westbrook. Y'all been ready to ship him out of here too. And no, 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 no. I'm not trying to hear this, man. No, see, this is this is what I said before. <laughs> this is another thing you fear. You fear the fact that I'm a Lakers fan and not a LeBron James fan because all of your stuff that you say against me, it, 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 it pictures me in to the LeBron James factor because you are the number one LeBron James hater in all of this media game. You You make me a LeBron fan when I literally just gave Russell Westbrook credit on this show. I literally said LeBron pushed for the trade. I literally said that LeBron switched up on him, but you want to negate. 
all of that. And actually, no, 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 no. I've been against Russell Westbrook. When no, Jeremy no, Lambert no. can specify for you, I was the person who was laid in the bandwagon for Russell Westbrook being a sixth man of the year this season. I have not said a bad word about Russell Westbrook this season. I said bad words about him last season because it didn't work last season. That whole thing didn't work. But this season, I've been one of Russell's biggest supporters. So I don't know this y'all y'all talking about. You want to picture me? I mean, Lakers fans. Lakers fans, Lakers fans just follow, are following in LeBron's lead. LeBron's but that's my point. But, but that's my young. point. It's, you need to specify. So, so wait, now you're trying to separate yourself from other Lakers fans too? No, no, no. Y'all are <laughs> I That's all I meant by y'all. I didn't say you were a LeBron fan. I just said that. You, I just said y'all, and by y'all, let me clarify, by y'all, Lakers fans have been really hard on Russ, man. And I feel like Lakers fans have made this out to be only his fault. And it's not. It's not only his fault, man. I, I will I will defend SB3 here in, in saying he's been very kind to Russ this season. He has been hard on LeBron. When I've brought up, like, the Russ stuff, he has said, like, well, LeBron pushed for this. This is something that LeBron, you know, was going after. He's put a lot of bre- blame on LeBron. For for the moves, that he he, he deserves for. a lot of blame. He 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 deserves a lot of blame on floor for why Russ didn't work as well. But people won't say that. I agree with that too. Yes, because uh, I don't think LeBron sacrificed nearly enough as he needed to. But the fit was never going to work. That was no. something LeBron clearly didn't understand. But the fit was no. never going. No, to No, it wasn't going to work. But, but I will defend SP three on. He is very much more Lakers fan than LeBron fan, and there is a, a separation there. Uh, of course, with, but with look. SP3. I, the reason why I kept saying timeout is because I don't I don't blame you of anything when it comes to LeBron. You are the one that tries to bring up every time I make a point about this guy. Well, you just hate him. That doesn't make my point about him wrong, though. <laughs> it pops me that you you are a big LeBron hater, and I think it's funny. it's just like. It, it, but the, but the thing is, a lot of things I've said about him this season were right. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong on, on LeBron. I I just find your hate of LeBron hilarious uh, i mean honestly. i don't like the guy but also i i don't i do think that his position right now is a, a lot of it is his fault and i think some of the moaning he's doing about it is kind of lame and i don't think people yes. are i don't think people are criticizing him like they should for creating a bad situation there and then basically throwing a tantrum when it didn't work we criticize him I don't well, know what I'm saying a lot of people. I'm not saying you guys. I just think a lot of people don't. Like, and I mean, man, I sat here when this started. And you go, all the analysts think that this was a this was the right trade for LA. Listen to what Windhorse. You're gonna quote Windhorse to me, the number one LeBron whisperer. Like, of course, Windhorse is rooting for this trade to go LeBron's way because he's in LeBron's corner. I didn't hear any. I didn't hear any analysts say that they should have taken the Lakers trade. And I listened the to NBA a lot of basketball need stuff more yesterday. big threes. They need more big threes. And we could have been waking up to a big three in L.A. That is the thing. I, I, I think you guys dodged the bullet. Stephen A. Smith agreed with Brian Woodhurst on that on that clip. That All I right. Well, that's I didn't I mean, but Stephen yes, A.'s yeah, batting yeah, average yeah, yeah. is spotty. Um I I think you guys watching basketball, football, it, and all the other sports. It, it's spotty in basketball too. I I think you guys dodged the bullet. I think you guys ended up in a better situation with D'Lo than you would have with Kyrie. I think you guys definitely dodged the bullet. So I don't even understand why you guys are still <laughs> harping See, on I, the Kyrie thing because I don't think that Kyrie would have fixed the problems in L.A. at all. 
he would have. I, I agree. I agree with Phil on that. Is like Kyrie, you basically you're replacing Russ with Kyrie, which what Kyrie's a better player than Russell Westbrook. He can play alongside LeBron James. It's it's a better it's better of a fit when it comes to this. You guys won the title, the 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 goofy championship with LeBron and AD <laughs> as the engine, and then the right pieces around them. That's how you guys won, right? Am I wrong? Yeah. Like that's how no, you guys you're won. Right now. Now that's what it is again. LeBron and AD running the show and then the right pieces around them. Kyrie is just replacing one star with another star with, with a very specialized skill set. And Kyrie's very good at that skill set, but it's better. They got more in the sum than they did with if they had just gotten Kyrie out of this show. Oh, I, I, won't, I won't never deny that we, we came out better than that's we, we would have we went in. In no, you haven't said. Uh, I apologize, SP3, for being wrong. <laughs> no, I, I just sat here and said that the, that you guys are in a better and, position and then, and without then Kyrie. Jeremy, and then when Jeremy says SP3 has never been on this whole Russell Westbrook thing, you just gloss over it. Yeah, that may be the case, but he deserves all this blame. Like you just want to go back to your LeBron hater crutch. That's your crutch. But you you, you just on. completely glossed over what I said. I said, yo, you guys are in a better position right now without Kyrie. And then when Jeremy. Said, said it you're like yeah you're right but that was what i said <laughs> it's great what i said jeremy said it much in a much articulate way and has no lebron hate to back no, it up man Ky- listen they're in a better position they got better pieces <laughs> along with d i think they're in a better spot if they would have made that Kyrie trade i think they would have had some of the same problems um and if you really look at those guys next to each other yeah Kyrie's a better player than westbrook but when you look at the things that Kyrie does better than westbrook he shoots better than him. He's a better finisher. He's a better ball handler. But no, Russ is a better defender than him. He's a better rebounder than him. And he's a better passer than him. So oh, we don't need rebounding. But passing. but I know. But I'm just saying that I don't know for the pluses that you get for Kyrie. I don't think it was worth it. I think it was because my family and my team have been separated <laughs> okay, okay, for okay. far too <laughs> long. And I've been trying to bring – I'm just trying to have a family reunion, and y'all are denying my family being with my favorite team. I, I think me... you know Kyrie didn't fix issues there. I think you know it. You just know what it said. I think he would have. I think we would have been fine either way, but I'm happy with what the Lakers turned out. I'm happy being the second biggest winner of the trade deadline and in a in a much better position than what we and were. Still the thirteenth seed. Congratulations. What we were a week ago. <laughs> Talk to us in another two weeks. Talk to us in another two weeks when we're a ten seed. We're in the last place in the play-in. Talk to us. Right, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to to help you out here. SP3 Phil. Can you admit that SP3 was right and that the Durant situation was not salvageable after Kyrie? But I said traded? that. I, I said that you were right about that part, but I said afterwards that you were what? still wrong. What? Why, do I have to <laughs> Why can we just full stop? Why can we just full stop? Because Why because I'm explaining what I said. I'm not I'm not changing what? the conversation. I'm explaining what I said. What I said was you were right about them not being able to salvage it. But you weren't correct about about the trade in itself. The trade was still not a good trade. These are two separate factors <laughs> that I'm trying to specify here. It's SP3 was right that this net situation was never salvageable, that KD was never going to stay without Kyrie. Full stop. 
Then you could say, however, <laughs> that starts a whole new sentence. That's all I'm asking for. We don't need a full a full run-on sentence with the comma at the end with the but. I don't need a but on the sentence. Just full Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, I, I, I write for a living, sir. Um, but and however, serve the same purpose, sir. Exactly. It is but I just they serve the same stop. purpose. He just wants the end of the sentence, oh, Phil. Oh. He just wants the period there instead of the comma. Period. That's all. Yeah, nah, I listen. Like I said, you were right about them not being able to salvage it. But like I said, the trade was still bad. It wasn't the trade. The trade wasn't gonna work. It wasn't. Someone clip, please. Someone clip Phil. Just saying, I write for a living, sir. I do too. We all do here. We all do. We all do. Come on, man. That's why I'm asking for the full stop. Like this is the circle. Like, this is a circle. Full stop. <laughs> That's all I want. Phil, what do you... Uh, the Bulls, Phil. What, what are we doing here? They're apparently in the Westbrook market as well, which I don't think is, uh, you know... I think it's the they're, Billy Donovan connection, which... They're, they're really not in the market for him. They're just saying I stuff. Agree. They're not going to make a move for Westbrook. I don't buy that for a second. Everybody that was like messaging me yesterday or tagging me and things and going, oh man, man, it's tough being a Bulls fan. They didn't make no moves. I'm like, yo, that's because you guys haven't been a Bulls fan as long as I have. Because if you've been a Bulls fan as long as I have, you weren't expecting a move yesterday. I didn't expect them to do nothing. And they did exactly what I thought they were going to do. Um, they, they, they went the entire trade deadline. And after the trade deadline, their report came out that Levine's not getting along with, with Donovan. And I'm like, all right, well, you know how you could have fixed that? Trade him. I, I don't know. Um, so, and I don't know if that's true or not, but we keep hearing these things about Levine. I don't know what it means. I don't know if this is the clutch sport uh, influence because he hasn't been odd since he signed with them. We, um, we could have gave you. We could have gave you that twenty twenty seven. We could have gave you that high schooler and a sixth grader, and we would have took. We took. We would have took Zach off your hands. I yeah. I don't know what the deal is with that, but I do think that uh, they've got to make a decision with this because it feels like Zach still wants this to be his team and he hasn't realized it's not his team anymore. It's DeRozan's team. DeRozan is the best player on the team. And I think I think when Levine is is motivated and he's consistent, he's good, but I know, man, you, you got to make would, a move because this ain't working. Would you keep Levine? I think Levine feels like a guy of um, like a, another one of those guys that seems like he's better in theory than reality because i like levine's skill set but for some reason just like it hasn't fully translated on court would you try to trade him this offseason i would keep levine if you knew you had a plan for the playmaker situation you need to figure out what's going on with lonzo at this point if lonzo's not going to be ready um anytime soon you've got to make a move and if if the move to get a playmaker here includes trading levine i'd make that move because to me if you get a playmaker here and you can run pick and roll with any serviceable point guard and, and Vucevic, that's still a better situation than what we have right now. All I will say is that the Bulls may get themselves into a better position in the playoffs because I expect this Brooklyn Nets dive the rest of the season to go. <laughs> they're diving down this standing. Well, the, I, the Nets got a lot around. of like. The, they, the Nets are better than, they, than you think they are. Yeah, the Nets also they built like up a good enough record home. to where I think they got a lot of prideful guys that are like going to go out there and compete too. I think no. Spencer Dimwitty, he's going to ball out. I think he's going to. I think Mikkel Bridges is going to ball out. Mikkel Bridges, they still I got think, Cam Thompson. They just got Cam Johnson. 
they have an unbalanced <laughs> roster. They have too many wings. No, but this isn't a this isn't a roster to do anything now. This is a roster to try and salvage and make some moves over the offseason. They're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna do anything big this year. No. I think that ship has sailed, but I don't think that they're in the dire straits that you would think they are. I think that they can still add some pieces here and be in the mix next year. I think they're good yeah. enough to still make a playoff spot this year because they've built up such a like such a such a good record with Kyrie and KD that like it would take a kind of a big collapse, not a lot of times. And who in the East below them is like, oh yeah, this, this team is, is catching this, I don't, this is I don't a- put any faith in the Bulls to do this. Who else is out? The the Magic ain't making a run. The Hornets ain't making no. a run. Like, no, who, they're done. Which no, team this is, is a- going after the Raptors? Them? The Raptors didn't sell, so they're gonna make a run. I mean, the no, Raptors. A- they're clearly they're trying to make a run. Like that's yeah. why they went out and got Purtle. Like that they, they are trying <laughs> to make a run, but. You know, Miami, the Knicks. The Knicks, I actually think, improved the Hawks. I don't put much faith in the Hawks to do it. Hawks anything. are done. Um, yeah, this is, a, this is a two-team conference right now. Right now, it looks like what is it? It's going to be between the Celtics and the Bucks. Everybody yeah. else beneath them, I have no faith in them. I have no faith in, in, in Philadelphia because I will never believe in James Harden again. Uh, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, they, they're, you're not going to win with James Harden. I just don't believe it. I like I do like what uh the the Sixers did. They traded Ty Ball. They got uh, McDaniels. Like I, I like McDaniels. He's he's yeah. a good defender, much like Ty Ball, but he can actually score. So I like that deal for them. I'm with you on like you know, trusting Harding, trusting Doc. That's that's uh, nah. See how uh, that works. It's, no, too, but, it's yeah. too shaky with with Harden and Doc to have faith in them. But I think they can they can surprise some people because of Joel Embiid. I, I, that's the only person I'm confident in on that team. But who are, yeah, who are they going to surprise though? I think yeah, you got to beat Milwaukee. I think or if the Boston. Bucks, if the Bucks ain't healthy, the Bucks ain't healthy, then yeah, I don't, I don't know, mm. I don't know how if, that would. If be they right. got Giannis, if they got Giannis and Drew, I mean Middleton would mm. obviously be be big for them. But if they got Giannis and Drew, man, as I still think that's enough to beat Philadelphia. Yeah, I, Giannis I think is on Crowder. a different level right now. Yeah, I, I think know. Crowder I was a big pickup for them too. Crowder was big. Yeah, Ingles getting healthy is big, though. They got good, just, like, connective guys on that team. It's like, oh, Ingles knocked down a couple of threes. Crowder knocked down a couple of threes. Lopez, like, they're good defensively. Obviously, Middleton having him help. They still took Boston to seven without Middleton last year. Like, I ain't doubting Giannis. That dude is – he's on a different level. I mean, my my, my Eastern Conference Finals prediction, I've stayed pat with that, is Celtics and Bucks. I've said that since the beginning of the season. Yeah, my Sixers in the finals prediction ain't looking too good. But nope, no. Nope. <laughs> I tried telling you that when you made the prediction. <laughs> I was trying to go off base with Nuggets and Sixers, and the Nuggets, hey, I mean, they looking, look good. I, I was looking real good race. until Phoenix decided to get Kevin Durant. But you know, I got, I I got one out of two right. It seems bit. with the with the Bucks, but the Warriors, man, they, they ain't looking too good. I was trying to switch it up a little bit. All right, I gotta. I actually do have to to run. Uh, I'm on vacation mode, but <laughs> yes. I had to talk some hoops. Phil, thanks for joining us, buddy. Uh, go ahead and plug anything. If you'd like to plug anything. Uh, got a Grapsity tomorrow at noon Eastern on on Fifle's YouTube channel. Uh, but I have really anything else to plug, honestly. Uh, Phil is a writer, sir. Go go check out his writing. <laughs> yeah, you can write, find my writing at Police Report. Uh, I, I I still think the funniest thing about this entire thing is that um, Russ Russ possibly staying in 
in LA could yes. end up being one of the most entertaining storylines coming out of this. And so I, regardless if the Clippers win anything, regardless what happens out of this, this is going to be a blast to watch because now, again, like if, if you want to keep the, the LA rivalry of the Lakers and Clippers going, you just, you just handed the guy that you just kicked out of town and called a vampire, which is, I still think is nasty. Um, he, you just, he's he's going to be standing across the street now. He's not going anywhere. He's just like, he just went next door. Move next door, cross the hall, come in and yeah. out as you please. They don't lock the doors around there. It's an apartment. It's an apartment building. Yeah. Yeah, so, next door. I, I think that is one of the underrated storylines coming out of this. And, Man, if if we possibly see Clippers Lakers somewhere down the line, it's gonna be a blast to watch. Well, I'm the sure Lakers we will when the, the Clippers lose in like the playoffs again. Clippers for our fourth seed, man. They got they're they, gonna lose they, in the playoffs again. They they've got I, more. They they've got more to gain. The <laughs> they can. Yeah, I, I, I doubt they can beat Mavericks. So. I mean, they're they're gonna lose, but I like their chances of remaining in the top eight more than the Lakers jumping into the top eight. Watch when the Lakers jump into the top eight. I'll be here on FMC. There'll be, be a playing game. There'll be a, I'll there'll be a I, think, I think there'll be a playing game as well. I think there'll be a playing game. Can't wait. Right. Can't thank wait, you. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Phil. We appreciate it. Phil's always in the chat talking basketball with us and I told him it was around. I like your Bulls hat. That's a sweet hat. Uh, thanks, is. Phil. Appreciate you, buddy. Have a good weekend. Have a good Friday. Use periods, Phil. <laughs> Oh, all right, SP3. Any final points you would like to make on the trade deadline? I just want to say congratulations and praise be Rob Palinka. Rob Palinka, thank you so much. I will never say a bad word about you. You were an excellent agent for the greatest player, in my opinion, of all time, Kobe Bean Bryant. You have been a great GM for the greatest franchise in NBA history, the Los Angeles Lakers, and I appreciate you. You can see my writing at russeltalk.com. Uh, you can see me tomorrow, True Hill Heat, 2 with myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and Mex of Wrestle Wrestle Things Podcast as our special guest, True Hill Heat, True Hill Heat YouTube channel uh, at 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. And respect B, praise B, Rob Palenka. This is Cody, everybody, named after the great American liberator, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you want to say hi? Hey, Cody. Jump down. Trying to attack my food. Yes. Trying to attack my food. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for joining us today on this special trade deadline episode of FMC. Uh, Appreciate you doing this, SP3. I know we're both very excited to do this after the the Durant trade, and even before the Durant Durant trade, but I did not expect we'd have this much to talk about with everything that happened in the trade deadline uh, yesterday. It's going to be a fun last month and a half of the season after all of these trades. I look forward to it. We'll be here every single week on FMC. Uh, it's usually Tuesdays. We are on Tuesdays at 8.30. Uh, we talk about basketball, reality television. We've made a documentary. Not like we didn't make it, but we've been featured in a documentary. Um, we'll talk more about that next episode. Yes. For yeah, sure. We'll talk about that next episode. We talk about reality TV. We talk about things that I don't want to say because I'll get in trouble. Um, uh <laughs> 
I got I got Hayden in, in the chat during my wrestling podcast asking asking my co-host if he likes to suck toes. Like, come on. This is the stuff that we talk about now. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, oh, Caden says he has a big announcement on Tuesday. Uh, Jeremy is going to be very happy. Well, I don't know if you're going to be on the show on Tuesday, so cool. Um, and remember, folks, you could clip anything from this episode. There was a lot of good clips. Cut my promo at the beginning of the show. Yeah, Caden. Do you some clip, work for once clip in your stuff, life. Put it on social media. You could tag us. As you see, I, I know how to clip stuff now. I know how to screen record. <laughs> So if I'm right, if I'm right about something else from this show, don't worry, folks. You'll see it on my social media at True Hill SP3. Guys, we appreciate you joining us here on this special. Um, oh, can I call your boss and tell her to let you leave? Work? Yeah, send me the send me the number. I'll call and say, hey, let Mike off work early. I don't care. Uh, all right, they DM it to me or something. You want me to do it on air? If you DM it to me right now, I'll do it on air. You got to hurry up, though. What I'm are trying we to doing? Wrap this what up. are we doing? I don't know. What do we ever do on FMC? It's the dumbest show in the world. Nonsense. Yeah. It's always nonsense on this show, but you got to love it. We'll also be talking about you, probably, if I'm able to watch it. If my, oh, my missus I'm, doesn't oh, go to sleep. If my missus I'm, doesn't go to sleep on me. I'm three. I, I watched the first three episodes. I'll watch the next two tonight, but I've watched. And you need to watch the South Park episode. Oh my oh, God. Yes, I do need to watch that. that. I will. I will watch that t- tonight as well. I got, I got, I got the weekend free. I'm vacation, Jeremy. So I'm watching you. I'm watching. I'll watch some South Park, watching, uh, you know, a lot of basketball and some hockey and stuff. So catching up on, on all that stuff and, and miss my family though. Oh, Hey family. All right, buddy. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to Phil Lindsay for running in, hanging out, yelling at SP3, being a writer. <laughs> guys, keep keep supporting, keep supporting what we're doing here on Fightful Over Books. We got a lot of cool stuff, a lot of interviews. Uh, we're trying to cover a little bit of everything. We appreciate you guys. Thank you guys. Catch everyone on Tuesday. Bye, everybody.